My murder mystery <laughs> is the Axeman of New Orleans. First off, why do we keep giving serial killers badass names? Every single serial killer has a badass name. Yeah. Why? Why? They're like cigarettes. That's what they want. It's too cool. You have to have something to refer to. Yeah. Like, don't like, make before it. Before you know who they are. Yeah, but like, that's a Jack badass name. Could you imagine being Axeman of New Orleans? And there they You get a whole city to yourself? That's crazy. Um... The the Axeman of New Orleans was an unidentified American serial killer, active in you you guessed it New Orleans, um, between May nineteen eighteen and October nineteen nineteen, so within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, press reports during the height of public panic about the killings mentioned similar murders as early as nineteen eleven. But recent researchers have called these reports into question. The Axeman was never identified and the murders remain unsolved. Um, back, his background, um, all the victims within this year that was related to this, uh, the serial killings, was either with an axe or if there was no axe at the time, it would be... Um, what was it? I think it was a small razors, a straight razor, a straight razor. Um, in most of the cases, the homes were, uh, the locks were chiseled down. So this took time. It wasn't a break in and it wasn't like they were trying to rob them. Nothing was taken whatsoever. In any of these killings. Thoughts so far. I appreciate, I don't know, I feel like the fact that he used either an axe or a straight razor, like, those are two very different, like, that's two ends of the spectrum. We don't know if it's a man, though. Could be a woman. That's, okay, they. (laughs) They. (laughs) It says axe man, but we don't know if it's a man. Here's my thing, though. Like, was was it, like, a lot of hacking? Like, for the... Mm. Strength is a factor. I would say strength is a very important factor. So it either had to be a very strong woman. If it was swings it was just for just an instant kill or hacking at it, there's completely say, different things. Yeah, the yeah. hacking at it, it either would have to be a fuck ton of rage for a woman. Mm. But, like, women went about shit differently back then to kill somebody. Yeah. Poison. In the investigation, they did narrow it down and tried to figure out if it was man or woman, but they strictly stuck to the like man hypothesis yeah um they the x-man did kill male victims only hold on i read this this sounds weird well it is an x-man that murders people (laughs) so it's kind of hard for it to like sound cool (laughs) this is sick (laughs) This is an epic story. I love history. <laughs> okay. Some crime analysts have suggested that the killings were related to sex and that the murderer was perhaps a sadist, specifically seeking female victims. Criminologists Colin and Damon Wilson hypothesized that the X-Man killed male victims only when they obstructed his attempts to murder women. Mm-hmm. 
So he did kill males, but it wasn't, it was more to get not like put in jail or have a witness. Yeah. So did he kill women too? He only, he would only kill women unless there was a man that would stop him from killing a woman. Yes. Okay. So like a wife and husband, Okay. he would go in and try and kill the wife. And if the Mm -hmm. husband was there, he would also kill them. Were there like any signs of sexual assault? So he was, did they, did they know how to check for those back then? Back then? I have no idea. That was 1918, 1919. Yeah. So if, if they did, it was very like rudimentary, fundamental, basic, not complex work. And they probably could rarely find an answer through it. Yeah. Unless Um, she was like naked. A less plausible theory is that the killer committed the murders in an attempt to promote jazz music. What? Suggested by a letter attributed to the killer in which he stated that he would spare the lives of those who played jazz in their homes. Maybe he just really like you like jazz. He likes <laughs> Maybe jazz. like jazz just turns <laughs> off from he the would down yeah. Yeah. for what thirty minutes. Room? I'm just gonna it go just on a walk to ice down. cream. I'm going to get some Coca-Cola original, and then I'm going to go kill somebody next week. <laughs> he would chisel down the door for like 30 minutes, and he'd just walk in. You'll like jazz music. Um, the Axeman of New Orleans doesn't seem as much badass now. But that was a less plausible theory. It's Seinfeld. It's him. That's Seinfeld like is the Axeman. Is that your final hypothesis? Yeah. I'm not I figured done, and you Seinfeld's just cracked the code. And he also is the X-Men of New Orleans. (laughs) The same guy that was Barry B. Benson brutally beat women. (laughs) Um, One of the victims, Joseph Maggio, an Italian grocer, and his wife Catherine were attacked on May 23rd, 1918, while sleeping alongside each other at their home on the corner of Upper Line and Magnolia Streets. Where they conducted a. Hmm? Where they conducted a, a grocery store. Um, the killer a broke into the room. home. Bar. Oh. I'm just like, I only saw one arm. I looked at it. Bar- I, bar- 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 I thought it was like the rolling ones. A grocery store? It says where they conducted a barroom and grocery. Okay. I saw one R and I was like, wait a minute. Okay. Um, the killer broke into the home and then proceeded to cut the people's throats with a straight razor. Upon leaving, he bashed their heads with an axe, perhaps in order to conceal the real cause of death. Joseph survived the attack, but died minutes later after being discovered by his brothers, Jake and Andrew. So he's Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. That is <clears throat> the axe man of New Orleans. Sweeney Todd. Very well. He had to leave London. Is that what it was based off of? Sweeney That'd Todd? be cool. In Sweeney Todd, the one I've seen by Johnny Depp, I don't know. Not by Johnny Depp, but with Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp wrote Starred by wrote the, the Johnny Depp. The Johnny Depp. He did. Um, that was pretty much the premise of the movie. Was that like he was a barber from London and he got sent away for a long time and then he came back with this vendetta against this judge so in order to get to this judge he got this reputation as a really good like barber 
Yeah. Again. And then he started, he would slit their throats with a straight razor that he used to, like, trim their hair. He would give them a full haircut and then dead. And then he had this, he built his chair so that he could kick the footstool and it would, like, dump them into the basement. And then they made meat pies out of humans and fed them to London. That's a classic movie I just need to watch. It's so good. I haven't watched it. It's so good. And it's like a musical. It's amazing. It's a good musical. It's a musical. Though. It's a good musical, though. Like, the I, songs are actually good and relevant. There's only one that I love, and it's The Greatest Showman. The it's soundtrack fine. is the best soundtrack in any movie. Have you seen Don't Chicago? care. Have you seen The Greatest Showman? Yes, I really didn't care for it. That's crazy. You're in the <laughs> Maybe I need to watch it. 1% of people. You need to rewatch it. Maybe I need to watch it again, but I really just didn't care for it. But Sweeney Todd? Very good. Have you have you seen Chicago? Like the like band? Like Chicago. No. <laughs> the musical. Like the, the musical. No, no. Oh, I've seen the version on Victorious. <laughs> Chicago? Chicago. <laughs> Everyone's seen that. Yeah, no, not that one. I don't know that I've seen Chicago. Um, the high school did a rendition of it when we were in school. Still. I remember it. Anyway, I really liked it. It was really good. It's one of the few musicals I actually can tolerate. But I like the one they did about the, the music man. I don't remember what it was called. The music man, the X man, the jazz the guy, jazzy man. <laughs> no, it was like he huge was fan of huge Jackman. Huge Axman? Huge Axman. It's huge. Huge Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> it's huge Jackman. The greatest Axman, Logan. Where's <gasps> Deadpool? Right. Um, our third Jack victim. The Ripper is just Ryan Reynolds. Anyway, yeah, our third victim. <laughs> our, our third victim is Louis Basumer and his mistress, Harriet Lowe, were attacked in the early morning hours of June 27, 1918, in the quarters at the back of his grocery. <coughs> now, this trend seems to be only at grocery stores, but that would have been a dumb name for a serial killer. And couples. And couples, He's I guess. He's going after couples. So I wonder if this is a man who, like, really, so truly had his heart on rehab shops. Right now. My guess, right now, my hypothesis at the moment, is that this is a man who went a little psycho after he got his little heart broken and decided that if he couldn't be in a relationship, nobody could. <laughs> That's my guess. It's Where radical. does jazz music play into that? It calms him down. He likes jazz. Oh, okay. You like jazz? He's like that's um, his love of American life. Psycho. I need to watch. It's it. a good movie. So good. It's a good movie. So good. I need to rewatch it. I need. To I want to watch it again. Watch so party. Like, watch party. Yeah. Word. 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 Basumer was struck with a hatchet above his right temple, which resulted in a possible skull fracture, and Lowe was hacked over the left ear and found unconscious when police arrived at the scene. The couple was discovered shortly after 7 a.m. on the morning of the attack by John Zanka, a driver of a bakery wagon who had come to the grocery in order to make a routine delivery. He's making so, a quick so escape. So the woman was alive? He's not bashing repeatedly. There's one bash each. Okay, so it's a one and done. One and done. 
So he's very confident that he kills his people. Unless he doesn't aim to kill them and just leave a mark whether he kills them or not. No. But he's for sure killing people. Yeah. And there's more to go. So I think he's just aiming to kill. And he has a few misses. Does he? I don't know. Is that what you're saying? All of them, all of them have died so far. All of them? Oh, all of them okay. have died so far. I thought we said they must be like somebody lived. Well, they were unconscious. I'm assuming they died. Well, the one before that was alive until his brothers came. And then he witnessed them get there, and then he died. Mm. Yeah, so they were seconds late from even, like, talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. And Schneider was attacked in the early evenings of August 5th, 1918. She was eight months pregnant and 28-year-old... Oh, she was 28 years old, eight months pregnant, and she awoke to find a dark figure standing over her and was bashed in the head repeatedly. That is our first multiple hit victim. Other than the first two, which technically was two hits because he used a straight razor and then bashed him. But, like, this she one was she, bashed repeatedly. Then how, did, how do we know that she woke up to them standing over her? How do we know she even woke up? Could have just been bashes. Apparently she lived. Schneider claimed that she remembered nothing of the attack and gave birth to a healthy baby girl two days after the incident. That's incredible. That's incredible. Holy shit. Her husband told police that nothing was stolen from the home besides six or seven dollars that had been in his wallet. So it wasn't a robbery. Definitely not a robbery. So the husband was home? And all of these have the same... What time period is this in? Like around what year? 1918. 100%. Okay. So like $9 then was like... 30 bucks. 30 bucks, yeah. Probably. If I had to guess. The windows and doors of the apartment appear to have not been forced open. So he's not trying to make a loud appearance. Because the first one's... He chiseled the door locked down, which probably took 30 30 minutes for someone dedicated to do that. Mm -hmm. And then this one, nothing was forced open or even broken. So not allowed entrance, attacks, and then just leaves. James Gleason, who police said was an ex-convict, was arrested shortly after Snyder was found. Gleason was later released due to a complete lack of evidence and stated that he originally ran from authorities because he had so often been arrested. So our first suspect immediately got released. No evidence against him. Not leaving a trace behind. Oftentimes, too... These acts, like the axes he uses, mm-hmm. isn't his. It is the people that live there. So, almost murders of opportunity, but not. Like, they're intentional because he's breaking in. Yes. Or she. 
but like opportunity wise, if they have the weapon and they're not playing jazz. And our fir- and our <laughs> first main theory is just attacking women. Gotta get them on the phone. But males who are there. Joseph Romano was an elder elderly man living with his two nieces, Pauline and Mary Bruno. On August 10th, 1918, Pauline and Mary awoke to the sound of a commotion in the adjoining room where their uncle resided. Upon entering the room, the sisters discovered that their uncle had taken a serious blow to his head, which resulted in two open cuts. That is our first male victim and only male victim in this scenario. Hmm. Maybe he walked so up on him. So now there's no lead. Maybe he walked up on him. Maybe it wasn't a planned attack on that guy. He just was found out and he just... Do you think this was just someone else? Not even related to the serial killing? Or was he walking home with an axe? Like, just trying to find someone? Because it could have just been just this other dude. Yeah, I think this guy these, just this, these killings could be multiple people, but it's the fact that it's an axe every single time within this time period, within a year, kind of suspicious. What if it's more than one person? Like, what if they're... A group? A cult? Yes. It could be a cult. Like, satanic ritual. Because back then, this, the Satan Club, or whatever they called it... Mm-hmm was like on the rise. The Church of Satan. The Church of Satan, same thing. <laughs> Cult of Satan, Satan followers, whatever. It was on the rise at this time period. The assailant was fleeing the scene as they arrived, yet the girls were able to distinguish that he was dark-skinned and a heavy-set man who wore a dark suit and slouched hat. Romano, although seriously injured, was able to walk to the ambulance once it arrived, yet died two days later due to the severe head trauma. Hmm. So he just got up and walked to the ambulance after getting bashed in the head with an axe. I mean, that's shock. That is shock, yeah. Yeah, adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And then died two days later. Yeah. Yeah. So the girl said dark skin and heavyset man. So the first details we have about him were August 10th, 1918. After, what was it, half a year? Around about, I think. Half a year? Yeah. That's crazy. Our third, no, our second male, Charles Cordomiglia, an Italian immigrant who lived with his wife, Charles Rosie, <laughs> and infant daughter Mary on the corner of Jefferson Avenue and 2nd Street in Gretna, Louisiana, a New Orleans suburb across the Mississippi River. On the night of March 10th, 1919, screams were heard coming from the residence. Grocer Giordano rushed across the street to investigate. Upon his arrival, Giordano noticed that Charles, his wife, and their daughter had all been attacked by the unknown intruder. So the whole family has been attacked. Mm. Now the lead of women is just gone. We have two males that were dead now, and I think three women. So at this point, they have no lead except for dark-skinned and heavy-set. 
And maybe if you want to count appearance, if he doesn't change appearances every time, then a dark suit. Well, when it comes to somebody doing something like this, it usually plays a factor if they've gone further into a descent of madness or simply off of their already deranged mindset. Their emotions heavily affect what they do more. So, like, he may have had a target, and then he may have also, like, had a bad day, and then he was mad, and he was just going for anyone. It's so possible. I would say, with these, they the should be closer and closer in time as it goes on, too. Killers also evolve in the way that they do things. So, yeah. at first, they may do something one way, or they may not even kill at all. It may be that they just, like, attack, attack or whatever. And then they'll kill, and then they'll kill, like, more than just one victim or, you know, whatever. And then they get more perfected in their heart in the way that they like it. And then at some point, it, a lot of it, though, is them seeking that first thrill. Mm-hmm. It's like a high. Mm-hmm. Our third grocer victim, Steve Boca, was attacked in his bedroom as he slept by an axe-wielding intruder on August 10th, 1919. Boko awoke during the night to find a dark figure looming over his bed. Upon regaining consciousness, Boko ran to the street to investigate the intrusion and found that his head had been cracked open. My theory is he doesn't like grocery stores. So, so far. It might not be that he doesn't <laughs> like grocery stores. So here's the thing. Um, if it was a black man um, in 1918. Fair. I mean, there could be a lot of things to do with that. It could be in childhood, um, a wife and husband that owned a grocery store could have done some fucked up shit to him, which just the psychological damage that it does can just make it very much a one type category. So he's, he he's coming, he's going to a grocery for, store and sees that one that he's and first saw. He sees like the similar dynamic or something like that. And that's what flips that switch for him. And that's what puts him into that headspace. Boca ran to the home of his neighbor, Frank Janusa, where he lost consciousness and collapsed. Nothing had been taken from the home yet. Once again, a panel on the back door of the home had been chiseled away. Yeah, because he's not worried about robbery or anything else. This is about the kills. Mm -hmm. So taking time to not leave a trace with, say, breaking down a door with, I don't know, a large kick, leaving his shoe print. Very smart. Not not only that, though, but, like, they would immediately look for somebody who would have the strength to break down a door. Which would be a... Bigger person. A heavy set man. Person, mm-hmm. yeah. Boca recovered from his injuries, but could not remember any details of the trauma. This attack took place after the emergence of the infamous X-Men letter. So, they had found a letter... That had been, I'm pretty sure, given to the whatever police department down there talking about, like, why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. It is not stated right here. The letter happened right before that last attack. And word for word, hell, March 13th, 1999, esteemed mortal. They have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invincible. Even as the ether that surrounds your earth, I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians 
Sure. Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. So he thinks he's invincible. He thinks he's a demon. Yeah. So this man's fucked up in the head. Okay. Thought. The Axeman is schizophrenic. Or, like, has multiple personality. Or, no, it's not multiple personality anymore. It's um, dissociative identity disorder. It used to be known as multiple personality. Yeah, that's the idea. And he'll go, he'll switch into, like, this other character. Or he'll go into a schizo episode and flip out for one reason or another. When I see fit, I shall come and claim another victim. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe. Besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. So in his mind, he is just taking victims to keep him company in hell. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis, Joseph, etc. But tell them to beware, let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is any need of such of a warning for I feel sure the police will always dodge me as they have in the past. They're wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I'm going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I'm going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I'm very fond of jazz music. And I swear by all the devils in the nether regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time. I have just mentioned, if everyone has a jazz band going, well then, so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. So he likes jazz music. This demon, apparently... He, he said, earthly time. <laughs> in parentheses. And he put it in parentheses? Yeah. Can I see his He's, handwriting? It's not in handwriting. It's, ah. it's just Wikipedia. Uh, but I, I have read about it on other websites. Okay. Yeah. okay. So the, the letter is almost in question. It was written and signed by... The axe man. <laughs> well, okay. as I am cold and crave the, the warmth of my native <laughs> Tartarus, and it is about time I leave your earthly home, I will seize my discourse. 
hoping that thou wilt publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been. Ammon will be the worst spirit that has ever existed, either in fact or realm of fantasy. Signed, The Axeman. Hmm. He couldn't beat Goku. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's interesting. So he thinks he's a demon. And he also works for the devil, more or less. That's... That's definitely a task that he's set up in his little brain. Yeah. That he is basically like... Not the angel of death, but basically like right beneath him. He's helping him out. He's the assistant. He's, to the he's angel ushering of death. him towards him, and then death just ushers him right to the end. Yeah. And he's were, the taxi before they get ushered. There were yeah. multiple suspects, but all of them had been released almost immediately due to lack of evidence. Hmm. I think this is a very smart man. Genius. Very intelligent man to throw people off this way. Guys like this that committed these crimes were definitely a reason they had to up. Like So definitely premeditations. I would say at least six, not six, a year in advance before even the first killing. Mm. Because you have to... Mark out all your details first beforehand. Well, here's the thing is that he may have premeditated. He may have thought about the first one for a long time. But usually with a serial killer, it's the case that this is an obsession. Like, it's a compulsion that they have in their head that, like, they think about it all the time, whether or not they want to. And the thing is... So the first one, he probably didn't want to do it. But he probably did spend a lot of time mapping it out in his head because you can't... They can't... They can't not think about it. With, like, anybody thinking about that kind of stuff... They'll take forever about the first time, like you said, but like, then it gets to a point, just like learning anything, where in their mind it starts to get easier and they take less time on it, just out of them doing more and more. Yeah. They get their, they get their ritual down. They, they know what to do and how to do it the more that they do it. All these killings were within a year. Mm. I didn't even name some of them. So there's more after that. But it's all the same details. Yeah. No trace. Either chiseled the door lock or no force openings. And two of them, maybe three of them, said that they saw a dark force in front of them. And then the two girls said dark skinned and heavy set. 